Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, an extremely busy and talented man located in central Iowa, constant publisher on none other than 24-7 sports, Cyclone Alert, the man himself, Nicholas Osen, our resident Cyclones insider and diehard Chicago Bears fan. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my brother? You know, you said it pretty well. This has been one of the busier stretches for me. So busy, but, you know, good. A lot of fun sports ahead of the weekend. Thanksgiving around the corner. We're talking bears. It's all pretty good stuff here. Nick, for myself, Thanksgiving break has officially begun. I've never seen a Thanksgiving break that is an entire week but I'm going to take advantage of it. And for those of you listening at home, I will be capping off my fall football tour this weekend. I'm on the road once again in the beautiful South Bend, Indiana, for a longtime favorite of mine, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, in a classic rivalry against Boston College on Senior Day. I couldn't be more hyped up about it, and I will be down there Saturday afternoon braving the cold. So not only do we have the Bears on Sunday in the Dome in Atlanta, but I will be enjoying some fantastic Midwestern football at the midway point of the weekend. So folks, strap in for another wild episode as we try to wrap our heads around the greatness that is Justin Fields. And as always, folks, juice up. All right, Nick. I just alluded to it as our beloved Chicago Bears continue to lose football games, this time to arguably the laughingstock franchise of our lifetime in the Detroit Lions at home in a game where it felt sealed up in the third quarter as we were leading 24 to 10 when the score was 10 to 10 at halftime the bears continued to dominate offensively justin fields is on a historic stretch i know i said it last week but it simply hasn't ended he is playing the best football of his life and I am almost prepared to say the best football I've ever seen from a Bears quarterback as I've been alive. Not only is he connecting with his receivers and cemented a connection with Notre Dame product Cole Komet two weeks in a row with two touchdowns for number 85, but he continues his run of dominance on the ground as the modern-day Michael Vick, Justin Fields is truly the most dominant rusher at the quarterback position in the league right now. I'm prepared to say it. And he's also getting the job done through the air. Darnell Mooney has picked up production. Obviously, Cole Komet has found himself in the end zone four times in the last two weeks. This offense is exciting. 
it's doing more than enough to win football games. And the defensive side of the ball, I have never seen worse from the Chicago Bears in my life. That is clear as day, as we are known for defense our whole lives, especially growing up with the Erlackers, the Briggs, the Tillmans. Defense was our identity for over a decade plus. And now there is absolutely non-existent ability to stop any team, even the Detroit Lions, when you're at home. It's laughable. This Bears team should have at least two more wins under its belt. And I'm disgusted with our record at 3-7 and seven heading into Sunday against the Falcons. Well, you, you certainly covered a lot there. I guess I'll look at, you know, kind of what I might slightly disagree with or push back a little bit. I think that some of the prime years of your man Cutler, just from a pure kind of efficiency and winning standpoint, might have been a little better. But you know how highly I think of fields. You kindly gave me some major credit a couple of weeks ago, and I've got that down there. I think something that I would have pushed back on it. Certainly a lot of people probably two weeks ago about fields being the best rushing quarterback in the league. I think that would have gotten some questions, but now it really is hard to, you know, dispute it. I, I still think Lamar is maybe sometimes a little bit more electrifying, but fields with his speed, size, strength, vision, it's, it's really unbelievable and you're right. He's still been pretty accurate as a passer, definitely getting some touchdowns, not turning it over as much, though. Obviously, he had a really bad one last week against the Lions. Now, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as he's moving the ball. And again, the run game is awesome. But we know down the line for the Bears to do what we hope that they'll eventually be capable of with this player, they have to be able to string it along through the passing game as well. I just don't think the run game is going to be as good after this season. I think that's okay to say. And so I just want to kind of continue to see more chances for him, you know, tougher, maybe some tougher looks, obviously tight game situations and things like that. But he's just been awesome. I think a lot of his decision-making has been better. Komet, who I know you love, has been a huge not surprised because we know we've known that he has the talent, but kind of huge boost to this offense. Mooney, you're right. His numbers have been up a little bit over the last three to four weeks. Claypool should be getting more involved soon. And, you know, it really is a lot of fun. We're not used to the defense being absolutely just a, a sieve, you know, basically for offenses to just go through. And, and it is right now. But then again, I'm not sure – the casual NFL fan could name more than one player on the defense at this point. So, you know, maybe two, but really, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. I think there's a lot to be excited about. I enjoyed seeing part of what GM Ryan Poles talked about this week on, uh, I believe, Peter Schrager's podcast. And, you know, I'm excited. I'll actually be able to watch live in time most of Sunday's game against the Atlanta Falcons. Nick, you also covered a lot there, and I love how you mentioned, yes, 
there is a strong possibility that teams will figure out Luke Getze's scheme in terms of those designed runs for Justin Fields. But a lot of his success is in broken passing plays and finding himself a pocket to run through and hit the open field and end up with 30-plus yards. These are two weeks in a row where he has a 60-plus-yard rushing touchdown. A quarterback is doing that at the highest level of football. Two consecutive weeks. Of course, it won't be replicated at the Dome on Sunday in Atlanta. I think Atlanta's defense is slightly better than the Lions. I don't believe Atlanta is a good team on either side of the ball. I think Marcus Mariota has surprised a lot of people with his ability to win a handful of games. And, of course, there are some good weapons down there. Cordero Patterson, he's a former Bear. We know how spectacular he's been over the last few years. And I think Drake London is coming into his own as a wide receiver. I don't think the Bears have anyone to stop Marcus Mariota from finding his receivers. And Cordero Patterson's coming off of an atrocious game. I know he'll want a taste of his old teammates defensively and move that ball down the field. So this game is going to be a bit more challenging than the Lions. And granted, we lost that football game. So for me, I can't ask any more from Justin Fields. He is putting up video game numbers. And these are the type of adjectives that you assign to a Michael Vick, to a Lamar Jackson. I don't think I'm out of line in saying Justin Fields is the most dominant rusher at the quarterback position in the National Football League. Here is the stat of the day of the week of possibly the season. Our quarterback is the sixth leading rusher among all players in the NFL right now. Sixth. Better than most running backs in the NFL. All while having to pass the ball throughout the entire game and find his players open in the end zone. That is unheard of. It's unprecedented. Get this man some help defensively. It's not going to happen this season, but by God, he is doing everything he possibly can to win football games for this team, and they're still falling short. It wasn't even his fault that the Bears lost in a game where he threw a pick six because he answered right back with a 60-yard touchdown to put the Bears back in good position to win the game. So I feel, again, confident that the Bears are going to roll offensively against Atlanta. But we've gotten to the territory of you have to score more points than the other team because you're not going to do a darn thing to stop Mariota and company on defense. Now, do you have that list up right now, or is that just a stat you had? That's a stat that has been living in my brain since uh, the top 10 came out Monday morning. I was going to try to test myself. I, I would have put Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones? 
and maybe Dalvin Cook. I'm not even sure who else I would I would put. So you're right. It, it is impressive, highly impressive. It's just not surprising, both because of the numbers he's put up recently, as well as the fact that the Bears, they run the ball more than anyone in the NFL. But I think I'm over the point where, yeah, you make some re- – I love what you said about the defense because eventually, you know, soon enough – We want to see the Bears making the most of this rookie contract and things like that when Fields is honestly balling like he is right now. And that is not – it's just I'm still loving it because I'm a Bears fan. I'm wanting to see wins, like you said. I'm not sure one's going to come this week. We'll see when we get the predictions here quickly. But also, I'm not surprised because I know the talent that I saw – and I, I think I'm grateful that we're seeing it now. I think Luke Getzey's doing a fantastic job. I'd like to see more wins, but I can't really complain about anything Eberflus is doing. It seems like Ryan Poles maybe made a good move. Robert Quinn is not even playing on his new team. So it's it's certainly interesting. But like I said, I'm excited to see a little more action live for myself and the Bears. On Sunday, Nick, you mentioned something there at the end that I will strongly disagree with you on. I am nowhere near ready to crown Ryan Poles in any way, shape, or form. As if you look at this roster, I don't think there's a guy on the field that he brought in that is impacting the Bears in a positive direction. Ryan Pace drafted Justin Fields. Ryan Pace drafted Khalil Herbert. Ryan Pace drafted David Montgomery and Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. And I'm not giving credit to Ryan Pace because he made countless blunders throughout his time as the Bears GM. But, yes, Robert Quinn is having a down year on both teams that he's played for between Chicago and Philly. Someone who is not having a down year that is getting vastly overlooked is Khalil Mack. The Chargers are not having the season that they had hoped, but he is putting up numbers in the sack department. He already has more sacks this year through 10 weeks than he did all of last season. And that is with Bosa on the other side of him and a really stout defensive group in the LA Chargers led by Brandon Staley. So. Ryan Poles, yes, he got Chase Claypool. And I think he's going to be an enormous piece for the Bears down the road, hopefully next year. (laughs) But I can't name a player that Ryan Poles drafted or brought in that is doing something positive on the field other than Jack Sanborn. And we always knew he was a dog because of what he was able to do at Wisconsin. So... Poles is going to have to win me over in the draft next year and in free agency because I'll have you know one of the worst picks in Bears history is Valus Jones Jr., and I will die on that hill because he has not done anything other than cost us victories in his rookie season. I respect where you're coming from. He has been not great. Uh, I think pretty highly of Brisker. I think that Kyler Gordon could be a guy eventually, but 
Oh, and Braxton Jones. I don't think you said him. So exaggerating, but I definitely hear you. There were some clear misses. Uh, you know I miss Khalil Mack, but we don't talk about that here. And overall, I think there's certainly a lot to be encouraged about, but we'd like to see what I figure at least two or three more wins. Uh, I actually don't remember who we have directly after Atlanta, but looking at that Falcons game, sounds like you knew the, the offense pretty well. Yeah. Mariota's kind of done just enough. Like his run game has actually been pretty good between himself and the running backs. They, they don't love to pass the ball this year. I know a lot of people that have Kyle Pitts and fantasy have been upset. Fortunately, I have Travis Kelsey in most leagues. But looking at this weekend, I'm an offensive guy. I usually go that way. But I'm going to say something defensively. I think it's exciting. I think it's bold. And if it happens, it will translate to a win. I'm going to say that they force the Bears defense forces two turnovers. One coming from Mariota. Then they actually go to Desmond Ritter in the second half. And then a strip sack there. So that is going to be my bold prediction for the Bears this weekend on defense. That is one of the most remarkable bold predictions defensively I've heard from you in a long time, Nick. I will say that if Atlanta does go to Desmond Ritter, that means the Bears are doing well and likely winning the football game. I think Mariota's done more than enough to play four quarters on Sunday, especially against the Bears defense that's going to let him run all over the field and get down in that red zone, maybe score more field goals than touchdowns. That's always the hope. I will say I was wrong. Of course, Jaquan Brisker has been one of the lone bright spots on this defensive side of the ball uh, in his rookie season. And Braxton Jones has been pretty solid. I think the offensive line as a whole needs to uh, look itself in the mirror and remind themselves that they have one of the most talented runners in the history of our game at quarterback, and they need to protect him at all costs. Looking at this game for me, Nick, we've talked about the offense in great depth, but we have to recognize Khalil Herbert is now on IR. So our man David Montgomery is going to have to step up and carry the load, which I love because he's done that in the last couple of years without Khalil Herbert. And the shine has kind of been taken off of number 32 this season, which I don't like. So. I'm looking for him to step up, get past those two- and three-yard gains, burst through that line, and hopefully find himself in the end zone on Sunday. So for me, offensively, this is my bold prediction. Cole Komet continues his streak, this time for one touchdown in the back of the end zone on a perfectly thrown ball by Justin Fields. And David Montgomery has to find himself at the goal line, punch it through, because we are going to look to him for hopefully close to 20 rushes on Sunday and just pound it down Atlanta's uh, throat throughout the entire football game. So I love those two offensively. They need to impact winning for our Bears to 
earn their fourth on the season through 11 weeks. I would love a big Montgomery game for many reasons. Obviously, we love him. He's become, I think, one of both of our, you know, kind of favorites. I've got him in fantasy. Obviously, now I'm in the land of the Cyclones. That'd be big time. I don't know a ton about Atlanta's rushing defense. I know that the defense, like you mentioned, has been a little better than kind of expected. That would be terrific, though. Won't shock me at all. I think Ebner gets in there, but probably just three to five touches. Montgomery, yeah, you'd love 18, 22, something like that would be great. Oh, man, I think this is going to be a great game. I actually trust the Bears' offense more. I don't trust either defense a ton. And, yeah, you know, it's been tough, tough sledding. I, I thought maybe you would have checked or maybe you know who the Falcons or who the Bears have after this week. But either way, a win is coming. I'm going to say weird score, but an NFL score, you can see it sometimes. 25-22 Chicago minor upset, fourth win of the year. I love how you throw in the minor upset, Nick, as Atlanta's getting that classic hometown three-point favorite simply because they're in their own house. I've often said that Atlanta sports have pretty mediocre fan bases, especially when it comes to the Falcons and Hawks. I think Atlanta Braves have probably the strongest fan base uh, down south. And... As much as I would like to go against the grain and predict a loss for the Bears because that seemingly is the only way they actually win games is when I predict them to lose because week over week I've been predicting pretty accurate scores and you know when I say shootout, it means shootout and the games are very high scoring on both sides. But the Bears have not been able to come away with the win. And I told myself I was predicting an Atlanta Falcons win. But you have convinced me otherwise, Nick. (laughs) This offense is too good to be leaving wins on the table. Justin Fields is going home to Atlanta this weekend. He grew up an Atlanta Falcons fan. If you think he's not going to try and put on a show in front of So many friends and family members that are going to be in that dome on Sunday. You better think again. The Chicago Bears win it on the road. They're going to put another 30-burger on the board. I'm going Bears 31 to an Atlanta Falcons 23. Both teams are going to score. Bears get at least one stop in the second half, and that's not asking a whole lot, but for this unit, it is. And for my defensive bull prediction, I'm not going to be as astonishing as you. Eddie Jackson is having a resurgent season. I don't think interception this week. I think he pulls a classic Charles Peanut Tillman, punch it out of Drake London's hands. And the Bears recover a fumble. I would like that a lot. You know, I I do think it would maybe take forcing a Falcons turnover or at least winning that turnover battle simply because the Falcons aren't great. But 
I believe they're coming off the mini buy and all right, extra week, you know what I'm or uh, extra time, you know what I'm saying? And the Bears defense is just terrible. It's it's a bottom three unit in the league, especially as of late. So I like that a lot. I would hopefully kind of lead into a Bears victory, but it feels like it's time and and I'm really excited to see most of it as well. Nick, this team and our fan base has certainly gone through the ringer over the last month. And it's more than overdue for a Bears victory. I don't see why it can't be at the Dome in Atlanta on Sunday. And I will say, I'm not one to look ahead, but just because I've been asking, not that this team is making the playoffs, but they need at least one of these next two wins, maybe two of these next three. That Packers game at home doesn't look as crazy, especially seeing how – Green Bay's defense is kind of falling apart. But then Eagles, Bills, and Vikings, three out of the last four games. That's that's a gauntlet in today's NFL. Nick, we certainly weren't expecting the Eagles to be as dominant as they've been. Only one loss on the season, and that was in primetime against a division rival. And the score did not reflect how close that game actually was. So... I will go ahead right now and say we're going to lose the Philadelphia Eagles and to the Buffalo Bills on Christmas Eve. That is a guarantee. I think that game would be a lot of fun for us to attend as it's at Soldier Field, but it will certainly result in a loss. And I think the Vikings, they're certainly going to take the division. And that's not saying a whole lot with the Bears and Packers this year being below 500, but I do see the Vikings slowing down toward the end of the season and the Bears having a potential to split that series as they don't really need to worry about securing a playoff spot because the Bears and Packers are not going to threaten anything that the Vikings have going for them. So one of those two, the Bears could very well win if the offense continues to roll and the Vikings could pull starters at that point, to be honest. So if you look ahead at that schedule, winnable games, once again, are on the horizon. We go down and win in Atlanta beginning of December. We go take care of business at home against the green Bay Packers. It's about time. This team is more than capable. That would be another scenario where it's a shootout, but it starts to get cold. You run the ball more, and we have one of the best rushing cores in the NFL. And hopefully Khalil Herbert can come back from injury toward the end of the season. But you never want to rush it, especially considering this team is not heading toward the playoffs. So, Nick, you've brought a little life into me heading into the weekend as... I've been down and out about these Bears because of one side of the ball in particular. But good Lord almighty, we're going to cap off the weekend with a W for our beloved Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields is going to enjoy his visit back home and see countless friends and family members in the stands that Sunday afternoon. So, Nick, thank you for joining me on another edition of the Juice Time Podcast. Folks, we are so grateful that you're tuning in. 
and God bless the beautiful game of football. As always, folks, juice up. Bear down forever.